Welcome to Harnessing Your Wealth with Billy Peterson. As the founder and CEO of Peterson Wealth Services and a former jockey, Billy knows what it takes to successfully make it across the finish line. In this podcast, Billy and his team will help equine enthusiasts, business owners, and retirees identify their goals so they can improve their finances and achieve the future they desire. Saddle up and get ready to gain insight and strategies on how you can harness your wealth. Welcome to Harnessing Your Wealth with your host, Billy Peterson. I'm Wendy McConnell. But oh, alas, there is no Billy Peterson today. Today, we have Sean and Cade Peterson. Now, does that mean that you're related to Billy? That does mean we're related to Billy. I'm Billy's cousin. You're Billy's cousin? I am. Okay. And this is uh, Billy's son, Cade. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us today. We're excited. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be fun. So you guys are all in the same office, the same company, the same business. And how did you all get into this industry? And why is it important as a family? Yeah, I'll start with that. Um, from a young age, and and Billy won't remember this, but when I was young, I got into investing because of my grandfather, my my grandpa Crandall. Um, he was a he was a business owner. He had a Ford dealership, and he was also an investor. And he he had some accounts, and he had showed it showed me a statement, and I just thought it was so cool that you could invest money and and watch it grow and he did well for himself and I wanted that so I I started young and I actually opened an account with Billy when I was young when he was at a different brokerage firm and I know he won't remember cuz I probably didn't hit his I know I didn't hit his minimum but I started that and <laughs> I I it just kind of took hold of me and it became a a passion of mine and watching the markets and then when I decided to go to college, it was finance all the way. There was just no question. And that's what I I wanted to do. And I, I really enjoy working with people. I love the different personalities that we get to work with and, and helping them achieve their goals. And if I could do that and also be in the financial markets, it was just a perfect, perfect career path for me. And getting in with Billy was kind of a different story because when I I'm going to date myself here, but when I graduated college, it was 08, 09 during the big, you know, financial crisis. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. so old. I can't stand <laughs> I, it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm older than Cade. So, yeah. Uh, finding a, a position as a new financial advisor in that time period was just, it was a daunting task. It just wasn't going to happen. It wasn't in the cards. So, I worked for a different company here in Utah um, in the sales realm, and that was uh, top me a lot of different things with dealing with people and getting in the door with people and and selling a service. And then uh, a few years later, I was again looking for the financial services industry and becoming an advisor. And I I just stumbled across Billy's posting and I saw Peterson Wealth Services. I saw Billy Peterson. I was like, all right, I got to call him. And I pestered him, got in the door four or five interviews later, I got the job. And that's how I started started in the industry. Wow, he really made you go through the loops there, huh? He really did. You know, my first interview wasn't even with him; it was with his uh, assistant at the time. I'm like, "What the heck? I gotta, I gotta get through this door before I can even talk to my own cousin." But I did it. 
Can't claim any special treatment there. No, no. How about you, Cade? I was different. I didn't have any interviews. He just let me walk in. So <laughs> I so got lucky there. Neighbors, you know, when it's an immediate family, walk in the door. You know, <laughs> kind of not immediate family. You're going to go through all the hoops. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I guess that was the case. He didn't make me do an interview. He just kind of started me as an hourly job. So I was very, very limited on what I was doing here, but I figured I might be cleaning the toilets when I first started. But yeah, it was a lot of fun to start working here for sure. And this is something that you always wanted to do. I mean, were you kind of pushed a little bit or is this like just something that was talked about at the dinner table and it's always piqued your interest? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say that I always wanted to do it. I didn't ever really get pushed to being a financial advisor by him. It was more so that he pushed me to be an investor, start investing at a young age. And he said, whatever you want to do for work, go ahead and do it. As long as you work hard and you save your money, then, then I'm perfectly fine with that. So I definitely felt the pressure. Like <laughs> if I wanted to buy something as a kid, he definitely made me feel it. So if I was wanting to buy an Xbox, which I did one time, saved up about three, $400. And he told me that was probably one of the dumbest things I'd ever done. <laughs> and he pulled out his calculator and told me how much money that'd be worth when I retired. So from there on, I was kind of just thinking, yeah, I should probably save my money. And I always knew I wanted to be an investor and a financial advisor in particular. So yeah, I mean, it's really cool to finally be able to say that I am one. I, I only started as an advisor about six months ago. So, and I've been around the company for years and being around my dad and Sean, it was always something that I wanted to do. I just saw how much fun they had and how well respected they are, especially in this area. And I always kind of craved that. So it's been really awesome to finally be a part of that for myself. Well, the big question is, did you sell the Xbox? I did. I sold it probably about a year after I bought it, and I never got another one. So, <laughs> so does that mean that you're not allowed to have any fun, that you can't buy anything extravagant for yourself <laughs> once in a while? No, I definitely have fun. My dad, he uh, is a little bit of a hypocrite in that sense, because he'll tell me something, and then I'll go buy a horse. But, yeah. I noticed you say that when he's not on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He'll probably let me hear it for that comment. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about your roles then at the firm. Uh, Sean, what do you do? And then we'll talk to Kate about what he does. Sure. Yeah, I am responsible for, you know, we have growth goals that, that we have every year. So I'm responsible for, you know, harnessing the relationships that we have and helping clients plan for retirement and also um, bringing in um, new clients to the firm. And, and we're not, we don't open the doors to everybody. I, I think Billy mentioned that we, we want to work with the right type of clients and we have certain asset minimums that, that we're looking for and just want to make sure the personality fits, fits are there too. So um, I'm out there networking and, and trying to find those type of relationships that, that we want to work with. And then I've also, you know, when clients come, come in and they're on board with this. I'm, I'm meeting them with their reviews. I'm doing phone calls, making sure everything's okay. And just making sure everything's buttoned up, whether it's their, their financial plan and working with Cade doing that. Cause he does a lot of that or their estate plan or meeting with their 
tax advisors. I mean, kind of the whole the whole gamut of of things in that realm, and and I love it. I, every day, I, I just it's exciting to come to work because it's just different every single day, and I think that's that's really unique. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Kate? What are you doing now? Yeah, I front run most of the financial planning. So we're really, really big on planning. My dad mentioned that in the last episode. We don't really prefer to work with people unless they want a plan because you can invest, but what are you going to be investing for? That's what we want to do. So, you know, I, I build most of the financial plans here and it's really cool because there's not one plan that has been like another. Every single person is different. Every relationship that we work with is completely different. So it's really cool to see that and how it works and see people's goals, you know, come through to retirement. So, uh, yeah, most of financial planning and then a lot of what Sean does as well. I'm kind of following him around. I do most of the meetings with him. So, yeah, I mean, and like he was saying, it's different every day and I love it. So what are some of the processes then that you go through with new clients? How do you determine uh, what type of plan they need as in, you know, what they want to do moving forward? Sure. I'll, I'll take that one. I, I think this is where we stand out as an advisory firm. We have a very um, defined process when we're meeting with new relationships and new clients. So our first meeting, we call it a connection meeting. And all it is, is it's a total discovery of what the client is is looking for. We dive deep. What are Tell me about your goals. Is it retirement? Is it planning for a, a kid's college? Is it uh, traveling the world. There's so many different goals that people have, and we're really diving deep with them. And and then we're also, you know, asking them a lot about their their interests and their values, and diving deep into that process so we can really understand uh, this this potential new relationship. So that's meeting one. We just have a, a connection meeting. There's no discussion of investments or products or anything like that. It's not, in our opinion, it's not appropriate at that time. We don't know them well enough. The next meeting we call a harness meeting. You're getting the horse theme, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the, the harness meeting, we come back with what we think are the top three action items for this client. We also provide them with a wealth management report card. It's kind of like a benchmark of where they stand. Uh, we look at four different uh, quadrants of wealth management. Um, we can go in those into those at a later time. And then also a total client profile. And it's like a mind map, if you've ever heard that term. So everything is up on our big screen in the conference room. And it's really just a, a summary of what they've told us. So, And then at that point, we're determining, all right, are we moving forward with this relationship? And then if we are, Kate's coming into that meeting and gathering more data on, on building their financial plan. We're opening accounts, we're consolidating, we're transferring things, we're setting up meetings with uh, other professionals if needed. And that's that's the pursuit meeting. That's kind of the third meeting. And then our final meeting, we call it a progress meeting. And we like to have those, well, we require those either by Zoom or in person once a year. We need to make sure the plan's on track, any major updates or changes financially, professionally, personally in their lives. And so we're always you know, on top of things with our clients. So that's kind of our four-step process with, with our firm. So how long does this process typically take? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, it could take up to two, maybe three weeks because that's, that's a few meetings. Sometimes it's a little bit 
quicker because it's, you know, maybe we know them a little bit already and we were kind of moving one or two meetings in, into just into just one meeting instead of drawing it out. But um, we just think it's important to take that time. Some people might look at that and say, yeah, oh, that's a long time. But, you know, it's a lot of work for us to start a new relationship. It's a lot of work for the client. And we want to make sure it's a good fit before we spend all the time and resources to do that. And I think that's why we've developed that process. And it's really not that much time when you're thinking about getting to know somebody and trying to figure out their goals for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, most of the time we're talking 30, 40 years moving forward. So to spend three or four weeks on that, it's minimal, like you said. Now, I have a question. Um, When somebody comes to you uh, to work on a financial plan, now say they already have an accountant, say they already have a tax guy, say they already have like these these other inner workings. Do you then offer your people? Like, is that something that is like collaborative with you and other accountants, tax people, whatever? Or do they still keep their separate people and work with you just on planning? I can take that one, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah. So we definitely work with other professionals. It's part of our discovery questionnaire. We'll ask our clients if they will rate their other professionals, so CPA, estate planning attorney, on a scale of 1 to 10. And sometimes they're satisfied and they love working with their other professionals, and other times not so much. They haven't really heard from them. So we will recommend somebody that we work with directly, and that's just basically client preference there. We don't want to intrude, but we also want to make sure that we're working with the other professionals so that we can have a complete picture of each client's whole plan. Does that make it more difficult for you guys to work with somebody outside of your realm of people? I don't think so. If if their client is highly rating them, I think they're going to be very open to the collaborative idea of this. And we just don't find it's beneficial that everyone's working in their own silo. Like we're handling the finances and the investments and they're handling the estate plan and and then the other person's handling the tax plan. So everyone should be in open communication because one decision could throw off the whole other other plan. So we don't mind it. And that's why we've structured our business to have minimums and we don't take on every single client that, that walks through the door. So we can um, be out there and working with other professionals. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about as you put it, the horse part of this. As we know, Billy is a former jockey, very successful one at that. It was a fascinating story. Um, (laughs) So is this, um, you know, do you lean toward trying to work more with people who are in this industry? Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk about salt of the earth people. They are just I don't know. I mean, I grew up on a farm. I, I, I'm not built for the jockey status, but <laughs> the people that just do what they say they're going to do, you can rely on them. They're fun to work with. I, I, I just really enjoy working with those, those type of clients. It's very enjoyable. They're not high maintenance. Um, they value planning and they want advice. And that's, I mean, how more valuable can you feel than that? People wanting your advice and wanting your help. So how do you seek these people out? Katie, do you want to take that one? Traveling. Yeah, we do yeah, a lot we... of traveling to sales and we go to different horse races. So we just last year, you know, we were out to Oklahoma a couple of times. We were in New Mexico a couple of times. So 
we know a lot of the people that go out there. It's, it's kind of a very tight knit community. It's almost like the people in it don't want to let outsiders in. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We go out to the sales and, and meet people. We try to get our name out there. And, you know, with my dad being the successful jockey that he was, we definitely have an in with the industry. So yeah. we're, we're fairly well known as a financial advisor. A lot of referrals. We get a lot of referrals from current clients and satisfied clients. Mm-hmm. And how do you see that um, moving forward? Do you see that you continue your focus on that industry or are you looking to bring on any sort of person that wants help? Yeah, I, I think we continue to focus on that industry. Um, and we we want to grow. I mean, in this business, if you're not growing, you're kind of dying. But we also don't want to lose that feel that we have here at, at the firm. You know, when a, when a client calls, we know them, we know their family, we know their inner workings of all that. And we want to definitely keep that. So we want to grow with the right type of client. And the, the equine industry is definitely going to be a big part of that moving forward. Um, you know, we do service other, other, I'm going to call it a niche, I guess, but you know, we're both certified divorce financial analysts and Cade's working on that designation too. So a lot of financially independent women either, you know, that have gone through a divorce and they need some financial help or have, have lost a husband and now they're widowed and they need some financial help. So I think that's probably another big niche that we also service and we plan to grow that too. When it comes to um, standing out, what do you think that you have as an advantage over other planners when it comes to the equine uh, industry? Yeah, there's not very many advisors in the equine industry. As <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of the only ones that are out there. A lot of, lot of traffic, a lot of people will come to my dad or come to us, you know, I write articles in a well-known horse racing magazine. So a couple people have come to me uh, after reading my articles and just being that my dad, he won the All-American Futurity. And I'm sure you heard about that in, the, in his last podcast, but very, very well-known, very big race that he won there. So it really helped with his recognition. Mm-hmm. And I also think just, you know, and I'm not a pro at the horse industry but by any means, but I am a... I am an owner now of a horse. I'm partnered with Billy, but just being able to have a conversation of what's going on in their industry and not just ours, just, you know, you know, what different race regulations or different things that are coming out, different, uh, industry things that are going on and being able to talk to them about that. And they realize, okay, these guys know a little bit more about me and what I like. And that goes a long ways. Trust. Trust. Yeah. Absolutely. So what kind of challenges do you see uh, for your clients? Now, let me preface that by saying, you know, is this industry susceptible to economic indicators like with the recession and all of that kind of stuff? Sure. I mean, I, I uh, talk to, to different trainers and different owners. And, you know, right now with the cost of hay and feed and vet bills and all that just skyrocketing and it might it might push some people out of the industry or they might have to scale back on the amount of uh, horses that they own or they're training because just just because of the economic environment that we're in right now so there're definitely some challenges like that going forward and and I think the other thing that you see is is regulation of the industry you know some people will look at it as 
racing horses, you know, animal cruelty, and and they don't understand. I mean, these horses, they're athletes. They're treated like that too. And they're very well taken care of. Now there's been some bad stories out there that have gotten some bad press. And I understand that, but those are also some challenges that I think that the industry is, is facing moving forward. I think a lot of people, um, when you were talking about animal cruelty, I think it's just the, the whipping, yeah. <laughs> the actual yeah. race, but it, they really don't, it doesn't really hurt them. Right. Is, is that no. how it is? No, the thing I mean, is with the whipping, they can't even feel it. It's not like it's whipping a person where it hurts. It's like a reminder, like someone guiding you in the right direction. So yeah. it really doesn't bother them at all. And right. if you were to go out to one of these stables with these very high class, well-known race horses, you would see that they're treated better than most people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. they're, and they're the whipping thing. Well. Uh, I know, I think California, they limit on how many times the jockey can use, use a whip during a race, Really, which, which I look at, I think that's silly. You know, some people might disagree with me, but like Cade said, they're, you know, they're a big horse. It's, it's really just there to remind them to, to try. Well, yeah. I, I'm not real familiar with horses myself, but I uh -huh. did go on a ride on a beach uh, a year or so ago. It may have been my first time ever on a horse. And they gave uh -huh. me, since I was the newcomer, the big overweight guy. <laughs> calling him fat and they kept saying he's already lost 50 pounds but they kept calling him fat so i spent my hour whispering in his ear telling him how wonderful and beautiful that he was and not listening to them um but that's what he was slow he yeah. i kept holding up the line of people and they're like you just just crunch them with your legs not crunch them but you know what i mean like yeah. what's the word i'm looking for spur him a little bit maybe. yeah spur him a little bit. and then i'm like i don't want to hurt him. she's like you are not gonna hurt him there is no way <laughs> yeah. You are going to hurt him, but that's what it is. I think that people just don't know and or realize, but yeah, yeah I was a little scared. I got to tell you, you guys, whoo. Yeah. 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 It's different. You climb up there on a horse, you feel like you're 10 feet tall and you, you feel like you don't have a lot of control, but they, you know, most horses are very smart and they, they sense that and they'll, they'll take care of you. Yeah. yeah. I felt like <laughs> I, I was going to topple off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I go on quite a few trail rides. And uh -huh. just galloping them, it's kind of, you know, adrenaline. You feel some adrenaline. So I can't imagine how it must feel to shoot out of the gates uh -huh. like that, like my oh. dad used to. It's got to be absolutely insane. You know, I did an a article where I interviewed several jockeys, several well-known Hall of Fame jockeys, and they were just saying how they haven't found something that gives them a similar feeling. They said they've tried uh -huh. everything, you know. They just can't find something that gives them that adrenaline rush. So what's always amazing to me. And, you know, I only watch the big races. You know, I watch the Kentucky Derby and, you mm -hmm. know, the big three. And but I always think it's it's so amazing the way that they put that last horse in. And it's like he doesn't even get a chance to, like, do any. And boom, it's open. And it's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It Love is. Love it. I joke I with these guys that when we have a horse running, it knocks a couple of weeks off of my life because I get so nervous <laughs> just pacing back and forth. But I bet. I bet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about um, what do we want to do with this podcast, guys? What are you and Billy and 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 all of it? I mean, you guys are going to be kind of like the co-hosts to Billy. So it's, right. a, it's a lot of people involved with this show. What are we looking to do? 
I think talk about timely topics, talk about things that that people should be thinking about, whether it's investments or what's coming down the the pike with the economy or you know what's the latest the news out there and just really breaking it down and helping people just gain more knowledge of what's going on out there and and showing our expertise and what we do and the different services that we provide to our clients so they can just get a better understanding of us and also you know get to know us on a on a personal level too yeah uh, Kate, anything you want to add before we wrap up here? Yeah, I think along with the financial related topics that we just want to have some fun and talk about what we've been up to, especially what's going on with the horse racing industry. We know how boring finance can be. That's <laughs> why a lot of people don't prefer that as a job. But yeah, we want to dive into our hobbies, horse racing, talk a little bit about ourselves and just kind of have some fun on here. We don't want people to be bored talking about finance. We've also got, we're, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in the equine industry, we've got a lot of people we want to interview. So if we reach out and ask you for an interview, we hope you come on to the podcast because a lot of people want to hear from you in the industry. Yeah, that would be very exciting. I, I'm looking for that. Yeah, please reach out. Uh, Yes. Uh, Speaking of reaching out, if somebody wants to get in touch with um, any of you guys, how do they go about doing that? It's very easy. Call the office. Um, you know, our, our phone number is easy, 801-475-4002. And you'll be able to speak with at least one of us in the office if you need something. Or you can go online to petersonws.com. And our website is also there and it has a lot of information on it too. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to Harnessing Your Wealth with Billy Peterson. Before we declare the race official, please click the follow button so you can be notified when new episodes become available. For more information about today's show, please check out the show notes. Visit our website at www.petersonws.com or give us a call at 801-475-4002. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Peterson Wealth Services. The content has been made available for information and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.